welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back again. I'm so glad to have you for episode two of three on our macronutrients. Before I start getting into carbohydrates, because that is what we are talking about today, I want to invite you again into my free Facebook community. So my Facebook community is going to have a nutrition challenge, a free five-day challenge. It's going to be from August 9th to August 13th. Um, So it still gives you a whole week to get in there. It gives you time to listen to the episode on protein, carbs. Our episode on fats will be coming out on the 9th. So it'll go right together with what we're doing. And come on in. It's free. I'm going to be providing some recipes, um, lots of knowledge. We're going to have some accountability check-ins. It's going to be really fun, a way for you to connect with me, other people in my Facebook community, and kind of throughout the world, wherever anyone is tuning in from. So the Facebook community is linked in the show notes. I highly encourage you to join us for this nutrition challenge. Last month, we did a five days of fitness challenge and it was amazing. And so I figured why not do another free challenge this month? It seems like everyone really enjoyed it. And my big goal in life is to help other people live a healthier life to prevent disease and chronic illness. And what better way to do that than to talk about nutrition and help you to eat a little bit better, at least for those five days. So please join me there. Now let's get into what we're talking today. And it is macro number two of three, which is carbohydrates. Last week, we talked all about protein. I had some amazing feedback. Um, I gave you guys some things it seems like that a lot of people didn't know, especially when it comes to aging and protein intake and that protein timing. So I hope you guys really did learn a lot last week. This week, we're going to talk about carbohydrates, and it is the macro we love to hate, right? Everybody jokes about carbohydrates. you know, how they eat too many carbs, or they love carbs, or carbs are their enemy, or whatever. But today, I hope I kind of break that stigma a little bit. I hope that when you get off of this episode today, you no longer think that carbohydrates are your enemy. Carbohydrates are definitely something that is essential to life and living. So let's get into it. Um, We're going to talk about what carbohydrates are, why they're important, and how to figure out how many carbs you should be eating every day, sort of like we did last week with the protein, understanding that this varies from person to person based on, you know, height, weight, activity level, male, female, um, body size, all of those things. So just remember what I'm sharing with you today is some generalization. If you need more one-on-one nutrition coaching, I do that too. You're welcome to reach out to me or reach out to anyone that you already have in your circle as a nutrition coach, dietitian, or possibly one of your doctors. So let's get started. Carbohydrates. I want you to stop thinking of them as enemies and start thinking of carbohydrates as fuel 
for your body because that is what carbohydrates do. They are the body's primary fuel source. It is where you get your energy from to not just be active and exercise and things like that, but energy for things like your brain to function, for your kidneys to work, for your heart muscles to work. They help fuel your central nervous system, which again includes your brain and also your spinal cord. And they come really in three forms. So you can think of them as sugars, starches, and fiber, or you could replace the words sugars and starches with simple and complex carbs. You may have heard that before and fibers, and then fibers get broken down even more into soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. So let's talk a little bit about what these things mean. So sugars or simple carbohydrates are things like white bread, um, things like probably the typical carb that you think of as your enemy, right? Sweet treats, desserts, um, you know, those simple white breads, uh, noodles, things like that. They're really simple, easy for your body to break down. They spike your blood sugar right away because they're so easy for your body to break down. But these are also good sources for people who are looking for energy right away, right? So if you think of someone like a marathoner who needs to have some nutrition while they're racing, simple carbs are the way to go when they've depleted their system and they need to boost it right away. So just kind of keep that in mind. Complex carbs are things like whole grains, um, the more starchier vegetables, uh, things like potatoes, things like that. Um, And then fiber actually comes in a lot of foods, right? A lot of your carbohydrate foods. But I also want to cue you into this because I feel like people, maybe they know this, but they don't think of it as this. Carbohydrates are anything that's not a protein or a fat, which means your fruits and vegetables are carbohydrates. Your dairy intake is a carbohydrate. Okay. So it's not, if it's not a protein, it's a fat or a carb. So I think sometimes people think carbohydrates are my enemy. I really need to eat more veggies and fruits. Well, guess what? Veggies and fruits are carbohydrates. Okay. So they're good for you. They're great for you. We need them, right? Um, All carbohydrates really are plant-based except for lactose. So lactose is something that comes in some dairy foods or foods that are derived from dairy. Um, Yes, there are some dairy foods that we can also consider proteins and also consider fats. Um, There is some crossover there or some more digging to do with what you're considering to be what. But just so you know, if something is not considered a protein or fat, it is a carbohydrate, which is many, many things. Now, carbohydrates get stored in our body. Um, They make energy stores in our body, which is a good thing. We need some energy stores. A small amount is actually stored in your blood, and that's just to distribute to your body as needed. You've got a moderate amount of carbohydrates actually stored in your liver to help with blood sugar regulation. And we're going to talk a little bit about blood sugar and diabetes today because carbohydrates are so important when it comes to those things, but this is not an episode about diabetes, so we're not going to dig too deep into that. 
And then there's actually a large amount of carbohydrates stored in your muscle tissue. And this type of carb that's stored in your muscle tissue can only serve your muscles when they're working. So it's not like your blood can grab the carbohydrates that are stored in your muscles and use it for blood sugar. That's not how it works. So when it's stored in a certain place, it's stored to only work for that specific thing. So um, an average adult actually will store somewhere between 2,000 and 2,500 calories of carbohydrates in their body at any time, which means you have about 20 miles of distance stored in your body, if you want to think it that way. An endurance athlete actually will store a little bit more. So an endurance athlete, someone that's a runner, a cycler, a swimmer, someone that's working um, on those endurance type activities actually can store up to 3000 um, calories of carbohydrates in their body for use. And that obviously is something that happens over time. But think of carbohydrates as something that provides energy. And any carbohydrates that you take in need to serve that purpose, right? So it is serving the purpose of providing your body with the ability to create energy, to basic function things like or to be able to do basic function things like for your brain and kidneys to work and things like that Um, and also for energy for activity right so exercise walking the dog moving furniture painting your hallway scrubbing the floor those kinds of things as well and those are where you're grabbing those um, carbohydrate stores from your muscles so it is a very important macronutrient It is not something that you should be really fully cutting out of your diet. In fact, 45 to 65% of what you take in during the day should be a carbohydrate. Now, obviously, that's a 20% range right there. And obviously, there's a range because it really just depends on how active you really are. If you're someone who is more sedentary, you don't need as many carbohydrates because your body doesn't need to store as much energy because you're not moving. Now, if you're an endurance athlete, your range is going to be at that 65%. And maybe if you're working with a nutrition coach or a dietitian, it might even be higher than that, depending on what you need for your body. So just know that carbohydrates should be a significant part of what you're taking in, but you're wanting to think about taking in the type of carbohydrates that are going to provide you with the type of energy you want. And that's not those simple carbohydrates. It's the complex carbohydrates, the whole grains, the green leafy vegetables, the fruits, you know, the things that are going to give your body what it needs. And we haven't talked about micronutrients. We're talking about macronutrients, but understand that micronutrients are a consideration to think about here too. So if I eat a piece of white bread, the micronutrient content of that is pretty sad compared to me eating a salad or an apple or something like that. So also know that the carbohydrates you choose are important, not just macronutrient wise, but micronutrient wise as well. Now, we've talked a little bit about sugars, starches, or simple, complex carbohydrates. I want to talk about fiber because fiber is a form of carbohydrate, and it is 
extremely important and something that most Americans don't get enough of. So fiber is the most indigestible portion of plant food. And it's a group of compounds of soluble or insoluble. And we need fiber in our bodies. And we need it quite a bit, actually. (laughs) But let's talk about first soluble fiber. So soluble fiber dissolves in water and forms a gel. And it's actually associated with heart health benefits and glucose control. So soluble fiber can be found in things like oat bran, oatmeal, beans, fruits like apples and pears, veggies like artichokes, leeks, sweet potatoes, and commercial products, actually. So some salad dressings, jams, and jellies also have the soluble fiber in it. And it actually gets digested inside the large intestine. Um, Soluble fiber is associated with weight loss because it delays gastric emptying, which means that it delays the speed at which you empty food out of your stomach, which promotes you to feel fuller for longer. So that's how it can help with weight loss because you don't feel super hungry again right away because that fiber is sitting in there keeping you full. And it is actually associated with reducing cardiovascular disease because it binds to cholesterol particles and prevents your body from absorbing those cholesterol particles so that it can actually help remove some of that bad cholesterol from your body. Soluble fiber also helps with intestinal health It attracts water and promotes bulk to your stool and guards against constipation. Something else soluble fiber does for you is it actually helps protect against diabetes. Um, It prevents blood sugar spikes, which is pretty cool. So thinking about a diabetic who needs to be careful with the carbohydrates they're eating, if they're eating carbohydrates that are very high in fiber, that's actually a lot better for them controlling their blood sugar. Um, so soluble fiber is awesome. And so is insoluble fiber. So insoluble fiber, uh, comes from the structural part of the plant and can be found in things like grains, the outermost portion of grains, which means whole grains, uh, can be found in veggies, fruits, and seeds, whole grain, wheat, celery, brown rice, quinoa, apples, again, apple peels, specifically broccoli and more. Insoluble fiber does not digest in water, and it's not easily digested by gut bacteria, which is a good thing because it improves your digestive health by adding bulk to what's going through your gut, and it draws water into the GI tract to also help you avoid constipation. So the soluble fiber gives you more bulk to your stool, and the insoluble fiber gets more water into your digestive tract to help you digest more, which is just really cool. Uh, Insoluble fiber also reduces cancer risk because it improves movement through the large intestine, which reduces your risk of colon cancer and large intestine disease, which you probably know this by now, but colon cancer is a very popular cancer, unfortunately, right now. So getting the right amount of fiber, both soluble and insoluble, can really reduce your risk of colon cancer. Insoluble fiber also contributes to helping you lose weight. 
and it helps you reduce um, the chances of getting something called diverticulitis, which is also something that people tend to suffer from. Diverticulitis is where actually pockets of stool will collect in the walls of your digestive tract. And that is definitely something that is very uncomfortable. Um, so making sure that the carbohydrates that you're eating are high in both soluble and insoluble fiber, or just looking for that fiber content to be very high or as high as possible. Um, the recommended amount of fiber per day for women is 28 grams and for men is 35 grams. And that's kind of that RDA again. So that recommended, you know, amount, um, definitely getting a little more wouldn't hurt. On average, people are getting 10 less grams per day than recommended or even more. So people in the United States specifically are really lacking in their fiber intake and their fiber um, content of their food. And a lot of it is because our diets really consist of a lot of simple carbohydrates, which are things that are sugars and, you know, white breads and things like that. And I think when someone says to someone, oh, carbs are my enemy, or I just love carbs, they're thinking of those simple carbs, those you know, those sugary carbs that, yes, aren't necessarily the best thing for our diet. Can they be included in our nutrition plan? Absolutely. I don't personally think that a nutrition plan that ever 100% cuts anything out is something that is good for a person because it's just not sustainable, right? So um, it's just like exercise when someone says, well, what's the best exercise for me to lose weight? The best exercise for you to lose weight is one that you'll do right? And so it's the same with a nutrition plan. The best nutrition plan for you is something that you'll actually be able to follow and stick to forever. And if I tell you to never again eat a cake or a cookie or, you know, something that is high in sugar once in a while, you'd never stick to it. Um, same as, you know, some of these, like some of the fad diets that go around and say, you know, you should completely cut out carbs or eat like you know, five grams of carbs a day or something like that. Sure, you will lose a lot of weight probably pretty quickly. But if you don't soon enough switch yourself back to something that is sustainable long term, you know, eventually you're going to have that one cookie or that one piece of cake or something where you break one day and you're going to gain all that weight back right away because you're not going to be able to stop because you're depriving yourself. So understanding that life really is about balance. Nutrition really is about balance. Nobody is going to be able to sustainably eat 100% perfect all the time. Um, we all have slip ups and things like that. And I would never personally ask one of my clients to never have a piece of cake again, or never have a muffin again, or something like that. But also for you to be educated enough to understand that when when we talk about carbohydrates, um, there's much more to carbohydrates than just the sweets, right? So our whole grain breads, our whole grain pastas. Um, I actually found a pasta that's made of chickpeas. And so it's still a carb, but it's a better for me carb. It's very high in protein as well. So that I'm getting those two things together. Um, 
So understand that carbohydrates are anything that's not a protein or a fat and that there are plenty of good for you carbohydrates, aka fruits and vegetables, <laughs> right? Just just one place to start. Um, we'll talk a little bit about diabetes right now, just so you have some basic understanding. Um Diabetes, specifically type 2 diabetes, makes up about 90% of the diabetes diagnosis that we hear about. And type 2 diabetes really comes from eating too many carbohydrates. It's, it really just comes from eating too much and not moving enough. And then you gain weight. And I will tell you that carbohydrates that your body doesn't use as a fuel source and doesn't need, your body stores those carbohydrates as fats, also known as triglycerides. Now, triglycerides are something that are often looked at when you get a blood panel done at your yearly check by your doctor, and you may have been told that your triglycerides are too high. And what that really means is you're eating too many simple carbohydrates, too much sugar, and not moving your body enough. Now, when that gets to build up and build up and build up, that's when we get to the point where someone may be pre-diabetic or have diabetes type 2. Now, carbohydrates are also important to be under control with type 1 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is the kind of diabetes that people are born with. Um, so it's no consequence of anything that they have done with their lifestyle. It is just something they're born with and need to manage forever. Type 2 diabetes comes from too much going into the body when it comes to food and not enough going out of the body. So most people, I should actually say almost all people that have type 2 diabetes are overweight, and that is because they have been eating or putting in too much and not putting out enough. So instead of being in a calorie deficit, they are in the opposite, where they're taking in more calories than their body needs. And that's all getting stored as fat. And that then affects your blood sugar. So we talked about protein helping your hormones. Carbohydrates actually help your hormone system as well. And insulin is a hormone. Insulin is what helps you control your blood sugar among some other hormones as well. And so if we if you're pre-diabetic, have been told you're pre-diabetic or have type 2 diabetes, it's very likely that you will then be put on a carbohydrate-restricted diet and or are working with a registered dietitian to help you um, basically figure out how to better improve your nutrition, move your body more. And most of the time, even a 10% weight loss. So say you weigh, you know, 300 pounds. If you lose 30 of that 300 pounds, you can make a huge difference in your diabetes. And diabetes type 2 is actually something that you can possibly cure on your own just through movement and diet alone, which is really, really empowering. It should be. So if you're someone that has diabetes type 2 or you're pre-diabetic, know that medication isn't your only answer and it really shouldn't be. Lots of people need the medication, especially at the beginning of their diagnosis, to help them control their blood sugar so that they are in a healthy space to live. But know that working with a registered dietitian and a personal trainer, or maybe it's even a physical therapist at first, um, to help you get your body moving in a safe way and get your nutrition 
uh, under control, that you can reduce and even eliminate that diabetes diagnosis if it's type 2. Type 1 diabetes, unfortunately, is something you're born with and you have to manage your entire life. So let's recap a little bit. Carbohydrates are good for you. They're your body's primary fuel source and not just for exercise and activity, but for life, for your brain and your nervous system, your kidneys, your heart, um, your digestive tract, preventing colon cancer, preventing uh, diabetes, all of these things. And you want to focus your carbohydrate intake low on sugar and more on whole foods and whole grains. So by whole foods, I mean anything that is just the food itself, you know, an apple, salad, spinach, um, a vegetable, a fruit, or if you're going to have something that's a little more processed, have it be whole grain, you know, whole grain breads, whole grain pastas, whole grain rice, quinoa, things like that. Um, and understanding that fiber content is very important. And if you haven't been looking at the amount of fiber that is in the foods that you're eating, please start doing that. It is listed on the nutrition label. Women need at least 28 grams of fiber a day, and men should have at least 35 grams of fiber per day. And how to figure out how many carbohydrates you really need is they should be somewhere between 45 and 65 percent of what you are taking in for the day. And how you would figure that out is you need to know what your calorie intake for the day is first, and then find that percentage after that. Um, so I hope this helped today. I hope it helped you understand how important carbohydrates really are. They are a staple in our diet and in our lives and something that we really do need. So please don't view them as an enemy anymore. Carbohydrates are our friend. It's just that we need to be choosing the right types of car carbohydrates most of the time and mixing in some of that sugary, sweet, tasty stuff once in a while as a treat but not as something that we're having every single day. I'm happy to answer more questions about carbohydrates for you. If you have any, you can find me on Instagram at everybody with Cassie. You can email me, you can jump into the free Facebook group, and I hope you do that anyways and join me for our amazing nutrition challenge that we are going to have starting on August 9th. Thanks so much for listening again, guys. I can't wait to be back next week to talk about fats. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.